Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Vargamilis, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me as per usual is my co-host, Miss Annie Bundle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Um, Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> I mean, I know I think technically we already told you guys Happy New Year, but like this is the first episode we are recording in the new year. Um, we took we took the holidays off, so this is the first twenty twenty four episode for real for us. Although I think it's y'all's like second or possibly third one because we just keep making stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a it, it it was a nice holiday. Um, I uh, I uh, I worked. <laughs> um, because I don't really care about Christmas too much. Uh, though uh, honestly, I I have to say that I really enjoyed the Doctor Who Christmas special. I uh, really enjoyed lot number uh, 249. I really enjoyed the Viva Christmas special, which I watched with my mom. Um, and uh, I've, yeah, what? I, yeah. Um, my mom loved Vera. Um, oh. yeah, yeah. My mom's one of the, my mom is one of the millions of Vera watchers out there. Um, I know. I've just never seen Vera, even though I love Brenda Blethyn, but it always makes me think of that movie, that really depressing movie that she's in. No, no, no. It's nothing like that. Honestly, like you would, it, you're, you're not a mystery person. It is a very mystery forward show. Yeah, um, no thanks. So it's, it's really not for you. I'm glad for all, I'm glad all of you love it though. Keep loving it. Um, I she's will be she's, over here. she's very much the mom detective in that way, and I I I don't honestly it really works for me. But you have to kind of be a mystery person to love that show. Yeah, have fun, guys. No, nah, it's cool. Not it. Um, speaking of mysteries, I watched I watched the Godzilla show over the break. That's <gasps> I, what I did. Oh, everybody loves that show. Um, though I have it's to, so good. <laughs> I have to say that one of my friends was talking about apparently they're mint. Uh, is no longer a relevant thing in the world for money and they were talking about how they've switched to monarch to manage their money and all i could think of is that they're now using the people who like manage godzilla to manage their money and i couldn't stop giggling <laughs> hey godzilla is very successful he clearly has a great person anyway um sorry i we're recording this kind of early and i'm only on my second cup of coffee so anyway um Anyway, speaking of mystery, speaking of mysteries, yes! we are kicking the year off with a mystery. Not that I just went from Godzilla back to mysteries, but it's fine. Um, it's it's are... the mystery that's made for both of us. Yes, I know it is actually a mystery that I um, enjoy watching and talk talking about. Unlike Vera, I shouldn't say that because I've never actually seen Vera. It's probably fine. But anyway, uh, we are going to discuss the brand new season of Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Spoiler warning for you guys. We're talking about the premiere. I personally have not watched past the premiere because I am recapping it and I can't, like, my brain doesn't work that way. So I have no idea what's coming, as you will probably see from my forthcoming comments. But, like, we're only talking about the premiere, so you're safe. Okay. I have watched past the premiere, um, but I will stick to talking about the premiere because I um, I had a thought about three quarters of the way through, and it was part of what drove me to keep watching. Um, but before we get to that, since you are our official recapper, why don't you sum up for us this the the episode the first episode back uh it's kind of you've seen it if you've <laughs> seen the show you've seen it it's really like this episode did not um despite the fact and this is actually one of the things that sort of annoyed me about the premiere despite the fact that the season three finale promised a whole lot of big changes not a lot is actually that different um 
Eliza has taken a job at Nash and Sons and she's running their London office, but she's also alone again because all the men have quit because they are misogynists. And I guess that many other places are hiring detectives that they can all just quit together and go find other jobs. But uh, so she's still alone, just in a different building. Uh, she has a new right hand criminal guy named Clarence because I guess Moses is still in Jamaica. Uh, I miss she Moses. solves a crime. You too. We'll talk about that later. Um, she solves a crime with William in the way that they solve crimes by not talking or sharing information until they suddenly realize that they might be able to solve the crime better if they talked and shared information. And uh, William is really busy at work because Scotland Yard, like his boss that hates him, keeps dumping more work on him and his team. He and Eliza haven't really seen each other much. And despite the fact that the end of last season seemed to indicate that he realized he was in love with her, he is not behaving in a way that indicates he is a man who has realized he is in love with her. And uh, it's sort of like one step forward, like four steps back. I don't know. It was, it was the, like, it's a good episode. The mystery is fine. They solve, they solve a case in a sort of, high-end brothel that caters to like government types which is I'm, se- I'm sure a setting we will return to at some point this season um but it was really like i don't know i wanted something a little bit more or different from it than the series just reverting to the mean again after everything that happened at the end of last season but that's kind of what it feels like this episode was for me um okay so a couple of things first of all i loved the the i loved the change of office um, because I felt that that, even though, yes, the, um, the entire detective staff quit, um, to go, oh, I, I sort of took it as, um, that they went to go open their own, like, rival detective office. Look, they're, like, legit cannot be that many cases that need detectives if they all just put their own shingles out and are fine. There cannot be that much need for a private detective. <laughs> Um, there was a little bit of a, a, a we're going to go start our own detective agency with, um, as, as Bender the Robot famously said once with Blackjack and Hookers. Um, uh, but honestly, like, that was sort of the feeling I got from that. I do fully expect Nash to come back. He wasn't in this episode, but I do fully expect him to come back and kind of, like, stomp his foot and make his men come back. I do expect that. Um, I mean, I expect he will come back. I don't think he has any, like, control over what other sentient beings do with their, like, work lives. <laughs> well, no, I, I do sort of think, like, you work for me and she works for me and you get your butts back in the office. Well, yeah, but they don't work for him anymore. Well, they've all, you just said they've all got it open their own detective. Right. Okay. I don't know. It's really stupid. It's really stupid. I was super interested to see like how the dynamic would shift if like Eliza had to work with, you know, had to like be a boss and manage other people. And I thought it was just like such an interesting like proposition of sort of like changing up how the show is. And I was just very disappointed. They were like, JK, still no one. Still no one. Well, no. She has Ivy now. And because she's taught Ivy to read, Ivy is now her right-hand woman. And I really, I have to say that, I did love that. for I me, did love that. was such, that was a huge upgrade that I didn't see coming. Yeah, I will agree with that. That was awesome. Because I, I am, I suspect Ivy is as tired of the back and forth in their relation, in the Eliza William relationship as I am. So I am excited to see her get to do something that is not, you know, mothering Eliza or being like, asking her when they're gonna get married yeah we all want to know girl i uh i really i i really loved ivy in this episode i thought that that 
change in relationship and that um that dynamic getting an upgrade was huge for me and i didn't see it coming and honestly like even if nash no, i agree uh, I, I think that that helped i really also loved hera um the the lady who runs the brothel the brothel madam oh my gosh yeah we're absolutely seeing her again she was very fun um everything about the whole brothel setup and this this sort of in a way that she's um she's not Eliza's equivalent quite but the show sort of half sets her up as just uh, just as respectable in a, in her own way um and that th- there's a there's a level where like the show isn't judging her oh no i think it's actually really important that that this is the show has always been really good at kind of framing its mysteries around specific female experiences and a, a very feminist lens and all of that stuff. But I think that this is just another, yes, she owns a house of sex work, but she also is a woman who is trying to survive on her own in a world that is directed by and dominated by men. So mm-hmm. I think that, that it is, it is important. To, like there weren't that many avenues for women to do that in this time period. So mm-hmm. go girl, watch harlots, everybody. <laughs> I also, um, if there is a season-long arc, and I do assume that there is a season-long arc being set up here, that I, um, that I, mean, th- I don't know that the show does season-long arcs. I suspect the brothel is where we will return for like the fourth, the the five, six kind of two-parter ending they do. That's what I'm thinking. I watched through episode two, and I started episode three, and then I realized what time it was this morning, and that we had to record. I wondered why we started so late. <laughs> it was my fault. I well, kept... it's still early for us, but this is late for when we said we were going to do it. I don't know. You guys don't care. It was 100% me watching too long um, and losing track of time, because this show does that to me. Um, but... Uh, if this show, I, I, I suspect that there was more being seeded here than was initially sort of like that. That I initially Appar- suspected, apparent. yeah, and that the, the the brothel is coming back. Um, and 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 that I got I got that sort of sense from the next the next episode and a little bit of three. Um, now I could be wrong because I I sort of forced myself to stop, so I didn't really get to watch more, and I don't want to spoil or explain why. Um, why I suspect that, but um, yes, I definitely think we're coming back to the brothel. I definitely think we're seeing more of Hera, and I definitely love it as something that we're going to explore more of. Um, that being said, um, the thing about this episode, yes, it was a return to the mean, but I felt like you say that you that that that. Um, that William wasn't acting like a man who just discovered he was in love with his best friend. Except for the one weird scene where he calls her beautiful that was so out of context and character for me that I actually was like, is this a dream sequence? <gasps> okay, um, no, seriously, like, <laughs> I actually said, did that just happen? That was like the only, that was like the only time that I really like took me out. I I, I literally thought it was a dream sequence. <laughs> no, I seriously thought that Eliza was fantasizing when that happened. I seriously thought like that was gonna like that he was gonna like snap his fingers in her and be like Eliza, Eliza, and and like it didn't happen. And I was like, okay, that happened. Weird. But I also just feel like I was promised more than one moment that I was not initially sure was a dream sequence or not. <laughs> I felt like it was a man who was kind of in denial of what Arabella told him. Oh. 
not that he was not that, that, that it was more denial than anything else. Like what she talked. No, no, no. Absolutely not. What? She couldn't. She... Oh, that's not the vibe I got from the end of last season. Okay. That's the like... vibe that, okay, maybe that, that isn't, okay, I will agree that it doesn't match up to the vibe at the end of last season, but that is what I got from this episode, is that the way season four decided to play this is that William's response after thinking about it was to go into denial. So that was well, my first thought. I Yeah, I don't think the show makes that, I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I like no the show, the show, did, the show like, didn't coming. earn that i'm just saying that i felt like that's the decision that was made okay that's the first thing the second thing and this actually hit me around the did that just happen moment with it with him telling her that she was beautiful is that you know that i am not an eliza and william shipper in any way shape or form i do I not you guys could see the way my eyebrows just went up yes i know <laughs> You know this. We we have talked about this many, many times. Um, And I still do not believe that they belong together right now. But it hit me that the problem for me, for them getting together, is that William, it's it's William who's the problem. His mentality, his <laughs> his his entire his entire endealment. You've said that before. Yes, his entire endealment in his brain is that when he marries, the woman stops working and she becomes his little wife. And Eliza is never going to become anyone's little wife. And I do not. And she deserves better than that. She should not become anyone's little wife. I know. We've heard that you've 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 done this. This is it now. What if season four is William's growth arc to realize that he doesn't want a little wife? I mean, I think the show has pointed at that before. I mean, A, I would love that, obviously. B, I think the show has pointed to that before because, I mean, Arabella exists. And Mm -hmm. he, and yeah, she made like cupcakes or whatever it was. But I mean, she was a woman who was just as sort of outspoken and strident and ran her own business and was not going to be like a lady at home. And I'm like, I thought when all that happened that maybe we're at the point where he was going to realize that, you know, his ideas about those kinds of things had to change because his actions were not bearing out the things he said. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. he can say whatever he wants. He's dating the lady who owns the restaurant. Yes, but the lady who owns the restaurant still cooks. She still cleans. She still does. Oh, she that, still oh, please, serves. That girl does not for, clean anything. Okay. Arabella she, does not clean anything. She still serves for a living. She has a servant that cleans things. And right. she didn't make those cupcakes. But she still, sir, he still sees her as serving for a living and feeding people for a living. Mm, I don't get that vibe from them, but I just, I don't know. I just, like I said, I just feel like the finale played it as like him having this sort of revelation because nobody's ever said the L word in front of him in regards to Eliza before. Mm. And I don't, and then just bleh, nothing. Yay, they're having dinner again, I guess. Hooray. Yes. Yes, that is that is very good that they that they came back to that. I am But I uh, I mean my my question here, my question here is yes, it is fully informed by the fact that I am as you all know, a ridiculous William and Eliza shipper, but I just from a narrative perspective, like how many times can this wheel go around? Like how many times can we keep coming back to this? Like and not even not even coming back to it repeatedly because I know there's a whole cottage industry in television. The moonlighting curse is not real. Do not believe anyone that tells you it is. 
people in relationships can have interesting stories outside of them getting into a relationship and it's bs that things pretend that they can't but like i but i realize that a lot of shows like this the will they won't they vibe is very central so they have to keep coming up with reasons for them to not be together um and i just like like they're not even coming up with new and interesting reasons for them not to be together do you know what i mean like it's not like they've realized that they love each other but some external force is keeping them apart like there's there's no it's just they're not together again. And I feel like we keep coming back to like, well, they're having dinners again for like the fourth time. And I just, I don't know. Like it's not, at some point it becomes not interesting. So. <sighs> Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm. Let, I'm happy to keep ranting on that topic. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, it, it's because you're not wrong, but first of all, the Moonlighting Curse is not about the fact that they got together and the show stopped being interesting. What The Moonlighting Curse is that they got together and the writers lost any ability to write for them. Well, no, that is exactly what The Moonlighting Curse yes, is. Yes, that was the writer's fault, not... Well, yes, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying the idea, but it has spawned this sort of industry, industry-wide idea that the story is over when they get together, that there's no story once you pair off your leads and you give them the happy ever after that people are wanting. You, you give them not even the happy ever after, because happy ever afters are like BS too. You put them together and give them a life together that is separate from the ones they were leading apart. Like, that is still an interesting story. That is still a story. Mm-hmm. And... If you really are determined that you can't do it until like the next to last season or the last season or whatever, at least come up with some more interesting reason that they're not together right now. I, because I, I, I just feel like we keep hamster wheeling around back to the same exact thing. And it's not interesting. I, I do agree with that. And I do feel like the show is running out of reason. I actually don't know what the reason is right now. Um... <laughs> at this point, no, at this point, the reason is, is that William is not there. Well, I don't actually think he's like, he has plenty of blame in this, but so does she. They're terrible at communication, like for all that they talk to each other all the time. So maybe there would be a plot there. Like, how do they learn how to better talk to people and each other? I don't know. But there is got there's got to be something that explains why we can't move forward in the way that it is obvious that the show is going to move forward at some point. Like, why are we not? Give me a reason. Like, I, give me a reason that isn't just, like, doing the same thing we did last season. I At least, like, as much as I was like, oh, no, William got a girlfriend, at least that was something different. Absolutely. Having Arabella there was a really interesting choice. They wasted Arabella. I really liked her. Uh, I I did, too, and I'm really sorry she's gone because, honestly, like, she ma- she made Eliza Scarlet um a very she gave she she brought out something nasty at eliza scarlet that i was not prepared for the thing about arabella is it wasn't just a story about william it was yes. a story about eliza too so mm-hmm. it was a story like it it worked on multiple levels mhm and it, it it really did you know i love when a main lead isn't perfect and being able to really dig into eliza's insecurities and really hit Eliza in all the places that she's really not good at. You know, you said the thing about, well, she didn't actually make those cupcakes. You know, Eliza never even, probably never even occurred to Eliza that, that she didn't make those cupcakes. You know that? That she probably imagined that this woman is running a restaurant completely 
that she's running around and she's cooking all these amazing meals and on top of it she then also made cupcakes right like and that that's a that 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 it would never occur to her that she has an entire crew doing this right and that that's the sort of thing that i wish that we had gotten more of and that i wish we'd been able to pull the curtain back on and that i i I wanted more of that and i'm very sorry we didn't get it and i almost i i know that arabella probably isn't coming back this season but if we're going to continue to pull these two apart we need to have something like arabella to insert between them that makes Eliza interesting and the show has to not chicken out about it I need to have them like learning something or growing or changing yeah I I need to have them on some kind of like interior journey other than like we're too dumb to talk to each other the show chickened out on Arabella in a lot of oh yeah most of the relationship happened off screen like they got together off screen well, no, I mean, like, also with 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 what it with what it did to Eliza too, though. Like, it didn't want to explore how ugly the the ugly jealousy that it wrote that that it that it churned up there. It didn't want to show how imperfect it that it didn't want to acknowledge that our our lead heroine has flaws and really explore those flaws. And I that also disappointed me. And I think that that's part of the the problem with the show in general is that it doesn't want it wants to have it both ways. Mm, yeah, it wants Eliza to be more perfect than she is, and it wants to also have this will they or won't they that is based on both of them having genuine issues that they can't resolve. It's at some point you have to start thinking like, it, do they have issues they can't resolve? I don't know because they don't talk about it. <laughs> well, I do. Okay. I think that there is an issue that they can't, re- that that they think, that Eliza thinks they can't resolve. Eliza yeah. looks at William and thinks, you want a little wife and I will never be a little wife. So this is never going to happen. She's never said it out loud. She's afraid he'll run away if she says it out loud. And so that's why it's never been said. Now, if she said it to him and he didn't run away, I think that she wouldn't know what to do. I think she might run away simply out of absolute horror. That would at least be like a different story, though. That would at least be a different story. Right? And actually, that would be a really great thing. Like, I'm, like as much as I want them together, as much as I want them together, I'm not averse to them not being together right now. As long as you give me, A, a believable reason for them not being together, and make the fact of them not being together about some kind of, like, emotional arc or journey, or growth, or something. Right now, like, we're just theorizing all this. The show never come. the show has has done nothing to earn many of these theories. <laughs> and that's actually why I kept watching with, se- that's why I started to just plow through season four this morning before I realized that I don't have time to do this, Um, is because I suddenly had this flare of hope that, Oh, maybe we're re- we're really gonna get somewhere this time. Well, I I mean I keep feeling that, and the show keeps not doing it. Uh, um, you had mentioned, and um, I had sort of avoided reading reviews before I started watching because I wanted to form my own opinion. But you had noted that a lot of reviews this season are calling this the best season so far. 
And I'm like, well, something must happen after this first episode because this is not it. Well, I did. You know, I know that you don't watch the season episode. They, they, you basically don't watch. I mean, whole if I, I would, I would have binged it all if I didn't have to recap it. But I don't want. I don't. I I am incapable. I think of letting. I don't. I don't want to be that person who is like, oh, wouldn't it be great if they did this and then it, they do this? But I only said that because I knew they were going to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be. No, absolutely. I don't, don't want to be like precious about it. I want everybody to get my unfiltered thoughts. <laughs> As someone who uh, used to work in the Game of Thrones industry, um, because it really was an industry for a long time, um, people who used to like watch the pirated episodes and then be like, I have a theory and basically tell you the plot of the episode that was coming up. Oh, yeah. Those people suck. Those I people suck. That. They're doing it for engagement. They are the worst. I, I hated that. So I do really appreciate- I do not want to be that person. Yeah. I want my unfiltered reaction. Yeah. I mean, I hope they're right. I hope this. I hope this premiere. I hope this premiere was just like some awkward table setting that you know is is what it is because it's a premiere and like after we get past it, it'll be fine. I I hope that's the case because I thought this premiere was extremely like just very middle of the road for me. This is a fine episode, but it was I felt a little bait and switch because of the things that the finale of last season had promised me, and it was it was fine. But there was a lot of like. Here is this person in their new setup. Here is how this person is now in a new place. Look, a new person. It's very like it's very heavy on that. To be fair, it has been a full year since the show has been on the air. And with season two and three, they kind of didn't need to do that because seasons two and three basically aired slash streamed back to back, especially if you well, have- yeah, I know. This is just me being bitter about the fact that the show seems to think I still care about Phelps. Why does it think <laughs> that? I don't know. You never cared about Phelps. <laughs> I've never cared about Phelps. Also, he sucks and took bribes. So just a little asterisk there. Fitzroy, Fitzroy is super cute, though. I've come fully around on the Fitzroy, Fitzroy train. I, I do I love I know he's a Nepo baby and all, but he's so cute. I, I, I do love him. He is one of my favorites. Um I I and of of William's little pack of of policemen in 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 the uh in in uh in 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 the in the in the precinct, um, he is definitely my favorite. Um you know, like in the same way that I love Ivy, I genuinely love Fitzroy. Like they are the ones that I want to keep more than I than I want to keep anybody else. Um, I also I don't... yeah. You know what Ivy's doing? Holding down a functional relationship. Get oh it, man, so true. Um, and really, like the the rehabilitation of a uh, Potts via Ivy has also been like one of the the, the more cute little side notes of this show that I know, they I, are very cute yeah um and i like clarence i gotta say I like clarence too i like clarence too he's very funny he's a little like he's a little too much like the moses substitute for me Ugh. i wish he was a little different like i wish i wish other than the fact that he's french i guess um, he's adorably like, I wish, french i wish there, I just wish there was something that that it, that differentiated him a bit more from Moses instead of just being like, here is the replacement Moses. Because that's like exactly like the character slot he fills. It's the role in Eliza's life he fills. It's exactly just like a one-to-one, just pop him in while Moses is in Jamaica or wherever. And I don't, I don't really like that. 
But I mean, I like that. Like, he's very fun. I am excited that Eliza still has a shady friend. But I wish the shady friend were slightly a different flavor of shady. I don't know. Um, and I mean, honestly, though, to be fair, um, the reason that we don't have Moses this season is because Antu Kabia Kabaya uh, is busy filming uh, the Sandman. Um, and that's- I mean, I'll never be mad about that Sandman forever. Um, but wait, who is he in Sandman? Do you know? Um, I think he was Sykes. Possibly, I don't remember. I'm not. I I have I have to go look it up. Anyway, that was just a sidebar for me. But I miss him. I miss him, and I feel like the show did a lot of work on his relationship with Eliza. Like she finally learned his first name, mm-hmm. and like they had built a lot of they had built like a whole thing there that was very like he had his own sort of arc trajectory, and they had one together. And now Clarence just feels like they just kind of dropped him in there into the same into this hole that he left behind and it's not like a great fit for him and i just wish they'd done something a little more interesting that's all yeah um i also know that uh he also was filming um i don't know if this also conflicted but he filmed the the snow white movie that is now being held to like 2025 oh that movie should be held forever um the one with uh what's her name from west side story no the one we do not want he has a ma- he has a major role in that. He's the huntsman. I mean, love that for him. Do not want that movie. Keep it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, I there there was a lot of conflicts in his schedule because he basically kind of started to blow up. Um, I'm really sad that the, that Snow White is probably going to suck because um, it's probably going to suck. It looks awful. <sighs> I feel bad for him. Like I'm not even gonna front. I love a fairy tale retelling. I love a fairy tale retelling. I love trying to. Also, I hate Snow White as a story, but I hate like them trying to be like this is about more than just creepiness. No, it's but really no, just I need that. Keep it. Um, I, and I'm I'm really sad for him that 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 that. that you know, especially with the holding of it and everything, it's very clear that that Disney is kind of trying to bury it now. I, actually, wait, I just thought back to the actual topic of the show. Sorry, I actually just thought about some. I actually just thought about something else that kind of I don't like about Clarence, mm-hmm. and that is that when Nash comes back, I think his relationship with Nash is absolutely going to supersede his relationship with Eliza. I mean, they've been together longer; they know each other better. Mm. Like, and that it's going to feel really lopsided and weird to me. I think. <sighs> that is a good point. I mean, honestly, like I, I have to say that I do love a new dynamic there. But I, I, it, as you say, it is very obvious that he is basically. Um, like, is it really a new dynamic though? It's just a different character with the same sort of stripes. Yeah, I, I it is very obvious that right now he's sort of been dropped in the Moses hole, and he's trying to sort of fill out the Moses hole. And I, I, I kind of am hoping for him to sort of carve his own space within it. And that's what I'm sort of like hoping for. But right now, yes, he is just basically sort of trying to function within the Moses hole, if that makes sense. <laughs> I know that's got to sounds- come up with something better to call it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's <sounds> horrible. <laughs> in, the, in, this, in the gap Moses has left behind. <laughs> Sorry. About like, I know. You know what I please mean. Please stop. Please anyway, stop. Um, point being, um, I actually, I I think also one of the reasons why I might have liked this episode better than you is because I did like the mystery better than you. And I always do. Um, I thought the mystery was sort of dumb. I don't think, for all that this is a mystery show, I don't think its mysteries are ever really that interesting. Um, 
they they really haven't been since we got since we solved the Henry Scarlet murder. Like the actual cases, half the time they don't even turn out to be real cases. Like the show is this. You're not watching the show for the crime solving. That, that's true. But I always like how the mysteries reflect the issues that women are dealing with in the time period. I mean, I don't know that I needed to watch so many men on the show get an opportunity to be raging misogynist towards sex workers. That was something I could have lived without. Phelps, you suck. Mm. Yeah. Um I I I'm I I can I, I, I get that. But I think that also I think that is a thing that helps me gloss over the issues of Eliza and William. I mean, I didn't, to be fair, to be fair, and I think I should probably say this, I didn't dislike this episode. This episode is totally fine. Okay. Like, but it's only fine. Okay. I think it's only fine. And I think, I think if the season three finale had not sort of set it up for a lot more changes than this episode delivered, I would be less disappointed. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I, I can, no, I, 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 um, honestly, that is fair. Um, and I don't, I, I completely don't blame you for that. Um, I also just want to sort of point out, um, and I don't know if, if you were aware of this, but this season was actually produced by, uh, the, the, this season, Miss Scarlet keeps moving house. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this. No, it does. Um, cause season, part of the reason why season one and season two had such a huge break between them is because Masterpiece basically boarded it and sort of took over and sort of like took over as one of the main producers. This season, um, work in progress and, uh, um, some other, I don't know if you noticed at the end, but there's different, there's new production, there's another new production studio as well that are listed that weren't there before. And like, and, and um and like a couple and the ones that were originally on there aren't there anymore and i i noticed that and i've also sort of wondered if that is part of the reason why this also felt a little bit more like a reset than i was expecting is that this is again there's new people at the top yeah but they're not new right yeah but they're not new writers no they're not new they're writers just the new people that make the show go i i know i don't know i don't know i just i it was something that I noticed and there's just there's just choices that I'm like, OK, like we didn't even try the dynamic of like Eliza being in an actual office, although I did think her hiring actors to pretend to work for her. Oh, that was hilarious. Was hilarious. I loved um, that. Uh, that was that was hilarious and like so on the nose for her. But like, you know, we did like it's not even it's not even other than all the men quitting because they hate women. Uh, there's not even like a lot to explore in the gap between seasons. Do you know what I mean? It's not like it's not like. It's like William and Eliza haven't seen each other because they've been so busy. Like, it's basically like nothing happened in the gap between the seasons. And that is also frustrating because I happen to like, you know, try to be like, what? Like, if something happened in that gap, what was it? How did it affect people? I guess it didn't because nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do think there is a level where the show does sort of this Downton Abbey thing. Do you remember how in Downton Abbey's very first season, there were these big gaps in time where nothing seemed to happen? And then, well, like, because they're rich. I know, but like, I feel like there's a level where Miss Scarlet and the Duke kind of does that, where like, there's just 
there's just months go by and the two of them just don't see each other because they're so busy focusing on the drudgery of day to day. And I think that we're supposed to take that as read in some way that we don't. And, and because we, it, it, they don't show it, we kind of forget that happens. I don't know. It's, I, I do know what you mean, but I also feel like that's something that we're supposed to sort of, yes, you said nothing happened between the, the end of season three and the beginning of season four, except them living their lives day to day where they didn't see each other. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't know. Um, I do know that I want to come back to the show at the end of its season. Oh, absolutely. Like, I got to tell you, it was really hard for me to not keep watching uh, because I kept reading reviews that are like, this, this season is so good. And I'm like, is it? Well, remember, though, that most people are probably most of the people who are reviewing it are probably a little bit more like me in that they they're they're there for the mystery. And so it may be more that 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 this that this season is more mystery but forward. But this show more... is this show is the show isn't about mysteries though. Okay, the mysteries I'm are just, the things that happen I'm in the background. I'm just trying to temper your expectations. <gasps> that's all. That's all. That's all. Um. So we'll, we'll I I definitely think we need to come back to this at the end. Um. We are de- we are definitely doing two episodes on this and two episodes on 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 all creatures, which I think we're getting to next week, um, with Janet once she's around, and um, and so we're going to come back to this and talk about this some more, um, because I definitely feel like we we've had our setup, we've seen how things are going, and uh, whether or not this status quo holds for season four is a real question. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, like I said, as much as I want them together, I'm not averse to like more time of them not being together if you actually give me like a good narrative reason for it other than just like this is the show and they're not together right now. Fair. Like I need to get off the hamster wheel is what I'm saying. Okay. Um I actually I would love to hear from the Scarleteers cuz I know you guys listen to us, okay? I've I've seen your tweets. I'll let Annie read the mail because like (laughs) I can't know is the thing. So I'm going to I'm going to start episode two ASAP, (laughs) but I can't. I have to like watch an episode of recap and watch an episode of recap. And I don't know if any of you guessed, but I'm not normally a person who does things terribly early, (laughs) but I'm going to have to try because I I just know this is all dropping on PBS Passport now. It is. It has dropped. I shouldn't say is going to drop. And I I just know that y'all have already watched all of it. And there'll be gifts and stuff. So I want to try to, like, keep my experience pure. Yeah. But listen, Scarleteers, we want to hear from you. I, I want to know what y'all think about this season. I want to know, like, how you feel like, about... am I crazy? Am I crazy about my, like, please stop with this torturous wheel of sameness? Mm-hmm. At least make the wheel different. Like, just tell us. Break the wheel. Break the wheel. Oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay, Daenerys. <laughs> um, I just, I just want to know what I, I, I want to hear from the Scarleteers. I want to know what the fans think. We are at uh, televisions at weta.org since Annie has neglected to tell you how to contact us. Like I actually remember that. <laughs> Literally, it's her job, but it's fine. <laughs> I copy pasta and I click the link and I hit 
paste URL and click. Anyway, sorry. Um, I'm a terrible human being because I don't have our URL memorized. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, right. I, I want to know what people think about this season. And I want to know because when we get to, when we come back to this show, I want to hear from the Scarleteers and I want to know what you guys think. And I want to like get some feedback on because Ooh, we don't we'll try to read them. But we'll try to read them on, on the on the episode where we talk about the season as a whole, mm-hmm. if you want. Yeah. And um, especially because, you know, at this point, we do, do we have a season five yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not of a not as of this, not of, a, of this recording. We do not have a season five yet. And I would like to know whether or not you want a season five, whether or not you think that this is going, whether or not you think that we are we need to break the wheel, whether or not you think this wheel can go on forever. Yeah. Send us your opinions. <laughs> yes, please. Um, but just don't put po- spoilers in the subject line for my sanity and the quality of my writing. <laughs> uh, I'll let Annie read them. Anyway, I guess that is our show. Uh, Annie, tell the people where they can find you on the interwebs. Uh, you can find me at Annie Bundle basically anywhere but Twitter. Um, I, because I just never open that app anymore unless somebody sends me a link and says, no, really open this. Um, and then it still sides go, really? Do I have to? And they say, yes, yes, you have to. And then I open it. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, just Annie Bundle uh, on threads, Annie Bundle on Blue Sky, even though it's AnnieBundle.BlueSky. It's got social or whatever the heck it is. Um, yeah, Annie Bundle everywhere. Just find me, Google me, etc. Jazz hands. Huzzah. <laughs> uh, I am Lacey MB on all social media apps that let you uh, pick your handle. Uh, tweet me, skeet me, thread me. I don't know what we're calling things on threads, but uh, a particular shout out to listener Amanda from Boston who tweeted me some exciting news that the Burning Girls is somehow on the Roku channel. So my my plans for the weekend are set. Um, thank you. If any of you have scoops or tips, you can send them to me that way too, and I don't mind it. Anyway, um, if you just want the site in the pod, we are at televisions.com org where we have news updates listicles recaps reviews all manner of fun content and while you're there you can uh, throw something in our little donate jar to help us keep making all this content for your eyes and ears and uh, get access to pbs passport where you can watch the entire season of miss scarlet right now and be well ahead of me and know whether or not i will be happy so (laughs) there's that uh, Happy New Year again. We appreciate each and every one of you and hope you have an amazing 2024. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Get your flu shots, your COVID boosters, all manner of protection against the grossness of winter. Uh, it's supposed to snow here. Well, they say it's going to snow. We live in a snow hole. It's probably not going to snow that much, but I'm excited, except for the fact that usually that means it's the time of year where I start getting sick. So, you know, watch out for that and the apparently rising COVID wave in this country at the moment, which is kind of terrifying. Uh, yeah, that's us. Thanks for listening. We appreciate y'all, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>